Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody is Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. My name is Kat. I am one of these perpetually uncertain people. And welcome back to another episode. Um, If you don't know already, I record these episodes as videos as well, so that you can watch them on YouTube if you prefer having, you know, visual context as well. Um, And also, for anybody who's interested, I am currently booking August chat sessions. Um... So yeah, if you're interested in booking with me, I also offer monthly packages if you want to work together for a longer period of time. Uh, it makes it easier for me to get to know you a bit more and we can like check in every week. Um, yeah, so those are available. Ugh, those are available on my website. Um, yeah, so today's episode is going to be about what you don't release, you repeat. And I talked about this on my TikTok And a lot of people were really interested in the concept. It seemed to resonate a lot. And so I wanted to explore it in a little bit more depth for anybody else that might feel that they understand this and that they're experiencing it themselves. But what I mean by this is, you know, anything that you have within you that you are holding on to, you know, insecurities, fears, past experiences, uh, resistance, if you don't release it, if you don't fully process it and let it go and like face it, you're going to keep repeating the same habits and patterns that lead to that kind of feeling over and over and over again. And I've done this throughout my life for years, like actually years. And it's taken me so long to get to the point where I've allowed myself to release them. I was acting in ways throughout my life where it was very unconscious, you know, when you just do things because it's how you've always done them. And how you've been taught to do them and how your parents did them and all that stuff. And then you finally, as you get older, I think, I think for me, my awakening happened when I was like 25, 26, probably, because I had just started therapy at 25. Um, So, or was it 26? One of the two. But after that period is when like the actual awakening to these habits, these behaviors, these patterns started happening. I knew there was something off in my life beforehand. That's why I wanted to go to therapy. I knew that there were I just wasn't content because I was doing things, you know, it just things weren't flowing as they should. But I didn't really awaken to all this and have this understanding until I turned 25 and then later, right? Which maybe has something to do with the fact that your prefrontal cortex does not develop fully until 25. I don't know. Most people I talk to when I do chat sessions or whatever, if they're at that age, they're the ones now exploring these topics. So it seems, I don't know, it seems to hold some water, this idea that 25 plus is when you're really kind of coming into your own and really mentally seeing things clearly you know but before that I was doing a lot of things that yeah were just habit based right and it also was hard uh, because I was in a long-term relationship uh, in my early 20s to my late 20s so when you're in that kind of uh, relationship that commitment that dynamic and you're also young and you're also acting in unconscious ways yeah it's hard to see them clearly it's hard to break out of them so you repeat the same things and it's so interesting because I look back at the way I behaved in that relationship not to say that I was it was bad it was a great relationship but I look back at ways that I acted and realize that like a lot of it was truly what I'd seen in my life growing up the way my parents behaved the way they spoke or they said things or they viewed things and I look back and I'm like wow I was really just playing a part or like not playing a part but like acting you know, I was like, I was being puppeted, basically, um, through life at that time with these unconscious beliefs or experiences or ideas. And it's so wild to see how I was just acting as I was told or shown or, or whatever. And now that I'm older and I'm kind of breaking out of that now and I'm really 
trying to be self-aware, trying to see all the things I do. I'm noticing that if you don't release all these these struggles, these pain points, these unconscious beliefs, you just tend to repeat the same patterns over and over again and you get the same results constantly. And, you know, I would see it in myself, but I think it's easier to see it objectively in other people, like to watch their their patterns and behaviors. And I used to see it in friends where they would have the same things just happen over and over and over again, right? And it's, you know, when you're seeing it for, uh, of someone else in your life, you can see clearly like, oh, you have to stop doing this or this is where you need to, you know, but it's harder to see it in yourself, obviously. But I think as I started getting more aware of it and I started um, being more perceptive, I would focus on the people in my life because it was easier to see it in them, right? Not not in like a, I mean, yeah, initially it wasn't a judgmental way, which is something I've had to work on a lot, but it was also in a way to kind of learn from, kind of like a case study. Um, so I would have friends that would have the same things happen over and over and over again where they would some of them would have like always fall out with people in the same ways like they would find somebody and then they this drama would happen and then they'd fall out and then the cycle would repeat and it's like at a certain point you realize like oh there's something there that's being held onto some sort of core belief that is not being released to to allow for change to allow for growth and I noticed in myself too where it came to um, like for me, the biggest one was jobs, you know, not being able to hold, not hold on to a job. I would hold on to jobs, but it was more like I, I didn't find purpose. I didn't find value after a while. Yeah, I would get a job. It'd be exciting. I'd be good at it. And then after a while, I'd be like, I, I just want to leave. There'd be something in me that's just urging me to leave. So I would go from job to job and jump from job to job because I just didn't, there was just something there that I wasn't looking at. I couldn't see properly. And so because I wasn't able to like look at it and release it, I was repeating the same things over and over and over again. And it was only until very recently where I realized that what was holding me back, what was keeping me in this repetitive cycle was the fact that I was not releasing the feelings of like not being good enough or like not following traditional standards of what is good enough, you know, so societal expectations and feeling like a failure. Like I wasn't letting myself really look at that concept and say, okay, these jobs that I'm trying to force myself into, this traditional type of work is not for me, but that doesn't mean I'm not good enough. It doesn't mean I'm not right or I'm not fitting into society well. It's that society is not made to make everyone fit in properly. You know what I mean? It's kind of the the opposite thing where you're being forced to mend, to bend and mold yourself to fit into society, not the other way around, right? So it was only when I really faced that and it was hard to face that it's very painful to face these things that you are holding on to that you're not releasing it was only when I looked at that and said okay Kat the reason you're going through these cycles is because you have this deep-seated belief that you are only valid you are only worthy if you are following this traditional life path or this traditional career path that's your worth is rooted in not just making money, which of course is based in capitalism, but how you make money. It has to be in this way that's valued, like traditional work, specifically like structured work that can be easily uh, understood by others when you explain to them what you do. You know what I mean? And for a long time, I would try to have this, this like, I would have this dialogue in my mind of like, how would I explain how, what I do to people and then also envision their response to it, right? And I'm sure this is so common for a lot of different people, right? The idea that it's almost like how people say you get respect by people based on your title or or they ask you your job 
to know how much respect to give you. That's that was the narrative I had in my head, right? I was like, okay, if I have to be, I want to be respected, and I can't do that being my natural self, you know, <laughs> which is obviously a deep self-limiting belief. Then I have to do it through my job. So I have to do jobs that are easily consumable, understood, respected, and force myself to do those. But obviously I couldn't force myself to do those because they weren't right for me. They didn't feel good. So it would be this push-pull dynamic where I would go after these jobs, I would apply to these things, they would call back and I'd have interviews. And then it's like, but then I'd fall off because I don't want to do that. Like my in- my intuition, my inner inner world was telling me this is not right, you know, but I would then listen. Okay, I would listen to it and then be like, okay, it's not right. But then I would try again. I would find a new one and go through that cycle again. And it would just be repeated over and over and over again. And it's exhausting to be in that mindset. You know, it's exhausting to be doing that pattern repetition constantly because you're getting the same shitty results. And it's so frustrating, so infuriating. Nothing seems to be clicking into place. And yeah, it was only when I finally sat down and said, okay, I am not meant for this kind of traditional work. But traditional work could be different for everybody in their meaning, right? For me, my meaning of traditional work is, you know, nine to five, um, certain types of job positions like that are very, um, again, easily understood if you were to tell somebody what that is. Does that make sense? Like they, they would, if it was like, oh, I'm a project manager, people were like, oh, cool. Like, you know, but to me that I don't know what that really, for me, that wouldn't be satisfying. But for some people it would be, and that's totally fine, right? Obviously it's everyone's different. Um, but for other people, like some more traditional or respectable roles could be like, I'm a lawyer or I'm this, which is, you know, fine. If you want to do that, do that, obviously. Um, but I had to really face that. Like, no, I am somebody who is more creatively rooted. I enjoy my own schedule. Like I, I, it's hard for me to function within a structured schedule that is not, um, something that I can mold to myself a little bit. Right. I love structure and I definitely work within a structured schedule now as I'm self-employed. But I need I need to be able to mold it for myself, right? But when you work nine to five, it's so much harder. And like, you know, I struggle with mental health and anxiety and, you know, my, my mental health fluctuates as it does for many women truly who have periods, who have like a week every month and they're not feeling their best. I, I, I need that kind of flexibility to be able to just function mentally okay and not be in depression or being forced to do work and sit there and be feeling awful. And I I wouldn't let myself accept that or look at it that way and be like, yeah, let me see if I can do something different at least, right? And not everybody has the ability to be able to find work that allows them to be flexible in that way. And of course, that's totally understandable. And yeah, and it, it sucks that you can't, not everybody can do that. But I didn't even let myself consider the possibility of doing it in a way that felt right for me. So even when I was still in this mental cycle of, forcing myself to do things that are respectable or considered respectable or whatever, I started then being like, okay, I'm going to do something more creative, but it still has to be within the structure of traditional work. So I started doing copywriting, which was fun and I enjoyed it. Uh, But again, it just wasn't, it just didn't hit that right spot, right? It was closer to what I wanted, right? I I had a schedule that I could control. I could do work that was more within my passion, which is writing or creative stuff. Um, But it still wasn't in fields that I found interesting necessarily. Like I found them kind of interesting. I was doing nutrition and skincare, which uh, yeah, I enjoy that stuff. But I didn't find have that like burning purpose driving me, right? And I'm sure other people who do that work and write for that kind of, write that kind of content for those kinds of companies do have that purpose behind it. And that's amazing. 
But for me, I was still forcing myself to like repeat that same pattern in just a different way, basically. And um, yeah, so I started doing that. And then after it was really exciting in the beginning as it, as it does start that way. Really exciting. Oh, I finally found it, I figured it out. And then the same thing would happen again, where after a while I'd be like, no, this isn't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. And I was just forcing myself and for the title and the idea, oh, I'm a copywriter, you know? And it's just, I look back down, I'm like, oh. like I, I respect my younger self for doing that and, and trying to figure it out. Of course, I'm very grateful for her having to go through all of that to get to where I am now. Like I wouldn't change that process really because who knows what could have happened um, and where I'd be now. But uh, yeah, I look back and I, I'm a little bit sad and disheartened at the idea that I just, I could have, I could have um, gotten to a different place faster had I let myself release these things that I was struggling with and really look at them and be like, okay, I am worthy and I do deserve good things despite the fact that I don't fit in these traditional societal expectations, right? But it took me a really long time to allow myself to even look at that, to even accept that as a reality within myself. And once I did though, sat I sat with myself, I had to like, I've been journaling for years, but like the last two years has been a lot of journaling just to really unpack all this stuff, to really dive deep and just like, dig up all the dirt and the muck once I started doing that and like really you know and part of the releasing process is not fun it's painful to release that stuff because you have to face all these things that are taking a hit to your sense of self your identity your ego your inner child at times too it's very painful and there's a lot of crying at least for me you know but there, there's a lot of pain and, and suffering involved in this releasing process but I think coming out on the other end of it or the other side of it rather is so like it's so fulfilling and it's so amazing to see that progress happen and so once you release it I've realized in my own journey that once you release it you're not you can never go back in a sense because you're now you're awakened now you're out of the matrix in a sense but you know what I mean? Like once you realize that, like, oh, I've been doing this pattern and now I've taken the time to process it. I've taken the time to release it. I've taken the time to not do it anymore, to like learn, you know, figure out what ways to navigate into a more aligned path. Now there's there's no um, safety or reassurance or, you know, whatever contentment there was before in doing the same pattern again, because you've already processed it, you released it. There's nothing there for you anymore. So there's no point going back to it in the same way, right? You might go back to the same things again, but it won't be in the same mindset, this unconscious way of doing it where you're you're doing it to find safety, to find security, uh, but you're not realizing it, you know? And so that's why I think sitting down, looking at these things and releasing them, like really letting yourself release them and kind of like fall into the dark depths of the abyss, like get to the bottom of it. And it's not, again, it's not fun. It's scary. It's very uncomfortable. But I think that's what you got to do. You really got to let yourself be in that and face it and and say to yourself, okay, what if I am unworthy? Like, what if I do suck? What if I'm not a good adult or I'm not whatever, whatever, you know, self-limiting beliefs come up. Okay, let them in. Let them sit with, your, with you for a little bit and see what happens, right? Most of the time, I think once you do sit with that stuff and you face it and you realize, oh, okay, it's actually kind of silly that I think this way because why, why, right? Like, why am I so much worse than other people or whatever, right? Who who decided that this was the right way? And you kind of open up room for more questions to be asked and more awareness to happen. So you kind of work through it in a way, but you can't work through it unless you fully look at it. And that's the way to start releasing it in a sense. So yeah, that's why I think it's so important to 
to do that, to go through that process. And again, it's not fun. It's so uncomfortable. It's so difficult. It takes time. It takes many years to like, to just even start doing it, right? So I don't want it to seem like, you know, it should be happening really quickly. And once you're in it, you, you're you just flying through this process. No, you're going to fall back into old habits for a while because it's comfortable. It's what you've known. It's familiar. But I think the more you, you allow yourself to slowly let these you know, self-limiting beliefs come to the surface and really face them rather than just shoving them down and saying, you know, being very ego-based and saying, no, I don't want to face this. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to accept this about myself. When you let them come to the surface and you look at them one by one, it doesn't have to happen all at once if you don't want it to, right? Because again, it is scary. But one by one, this, this feeling comes up like, oh, I'm feeling a little insecure right now. I'm feeling a little, uh, you know, unworthy right now. Like I, I, I'm starting, I'm feeling like, me not being able to do this makes me unworthy of love or unworthy of happiness. And just sit with that. Let yourself feel that stuff. Because the moment you feel it and you let your body fully like allow it to, because you know, your, your body's probably trying to feel it, right? The fact that it keeps coming up and you keep shoving it down, it keeps coming up. There is that cycle of processing that's trying to happen, but you keep holding it back. It's going to happen eventually anyway. You know what I mean? Um, Unless you shove it down forever, in which case, yeah, you'll never process it, but you'll be repeating the same patterns over and over and over again, you know, in my opinion. Um, But what needs to happen is the feeling and you have to feel it. And also knowing that you can handle it if you feel it and it feels bad. You can handle it. You're strong enough. You've gone through other difficult things in your life, I'm sure. And you've been able to make it out of that. So facing this feeling of, yeah, I I feel shitty right now. I feel awful. I feel stupid. I feel like... I'm an idiot. I feel, you know, let yourself yeah, talk about it. And then once you talk about it, you say it out loud, you, you look yourself in the mirror in that sense, all of a sudden now you're a little bit more like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I did feel that, but is that true? Right? Because your feelings and your thoughts aren't always true. They're just feelings. They just come up. And most of the time they're based in beliefs from other people that have been kind of put on you your whole life. Right? But you can never unpack it and, and, see if it's true or not unless you feel it unless you let yourself feel it and um yeah so i think the only way out is through that's what i say in most of my videos you got to let yourself go through it unfortunately and i know but honestly you'll see how strong you are how capable you are when you do that because i think ultimately the only people that really hold us back of course aside from societal issues and struggles and all that stuff um most of the time it's us we hold ourselves back we are forced to believe certain things and that we can't do this or this can't happen um but when you realize you have more you have more power than you think you do while also not having as much power as you think you do you know it's like this weird dichotomy where yes you can't control people with your behavior so people pleasing there's no point to it because other people are not going to change just because you want them to change or whatever but also you can control your environment and your reality based on how you control yourself how you handle yourself how you process things you know so you do have a lot of power in that sense So yeah, I hope this episode was interesting. I hope it was informative. I think I rambled a little bit and maybe stumbled over words, but yeah, I think this is like the, the, the pinnacle of personal growth work. It is really just looking at the stuff that you don't want to look at. That's how you kind of have to start really. And uh, I think that's probably why a lot of people avoid it as well, because it doesn't feel good. It feels awful. And, uh, Yeah, but ultimately I think you'll have to face it at some point anyway, so you might as well do it sooner rather than later. That's my mentality. It's always been my mentality. 
if I'm going to do it, I might as well just do it and get it over with, you know? Um, but yeah, I hope this was interesting. I hope this was informative. I hope it resonated and I hope it offered a little bit of insight in your own journey. And yeah, I'll be back again next week with another episode.